You're now listening to The Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 263 of the Co-op Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bailey Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Gary? It's going good, thanks. And I'm back on camera, as everyone can see. Um, I've been hearing some criticisms from from certain people who would like to throw <laughs> shade out there. So, you know, I got myself back on camera now. Um, I might even upgrade my camera because this is like an old camera that I'm using. But yeah, I'm back on camera and now. People can't complain no more. So uh, yeah, how you doing, Rich? I'm doing good and glad to have you back on camera. Uh, also, the people that complaining, I heard they're working on a show talk about called uh, "We're Working on the Logo." So I don't think they are in any position to complain until they actually drop their show. Shots fired. Yeah, uh, they've been working on a logo for like. For like five months or something now so that's right i can't wait to see this this show that they're creating hopefully but, it'll be back in time it'll be out uh by the time cyberpunk 2077 releases maybe <laughs> we'll see but yeah um yeah glad to have you on gary uh just to give everybody a heads up uh today's show once again it's going to be just me and gary everybody has a lot of other things going on it's a very busy review season that we are pretty much coming up on. So we're going to be very, very busy. I know I have a couple of reviews that I'm working on. One that I, well, two that I can't really talk about, but I won't say a few things today. But um, yeah, there's a lot of things going on. So stay tuned because we'll have a lot of content. And in the future, others will make a return to the show, obviously. So next week, look, look we'll definitely have some more people back on here on this panel next week. But um. In regards to the news, there was a lot of things that happened this week. A lot of news stories, obviously, is PAX West uh, going on right now in Seattle. Wish that I was at PAX West, but uh, unfortunately, you know, money is tight and times are, are, are pretty pr- pretty busy right now for me. So I couldn't make it there. But uh, definitely a lot of things to talk about regarding some news that happened prior to the show uh, happening. So uh, before we dive into that, I'm going to let you all know what we have been playing. So, Gary, I'm going to go to you first. Let us know what you've been playing. Yep. So um, I've been playing that game up there with the characters from there. Um, Overwatch. <laughs> Overwatch, of course. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, not much new to report with Overwatch, I think. Uh, they did add um, a new D.Va challenge to where you have to actually, like, they, they put out a new D.Va skin. And you have to actually earn it. So you can't just like buy it with in-game currency or by buying loot boxes. You know, you have to actually win, win nine matches to earn that skin. And I thought that was pretty cool because a lot of people have been wanting that kind of model where you have to actually like put in work in the game itself to, to unlock the skins instead of doing the loot box gambling or, you know, whatever the case is. So uh, that was cool. Um, the 
the the most recent season of competitive ended and there's a new season starting in a few hours actually i think like two two to three hours the next season starts so i'll be grinding and competitive again hoping to get platinum rank again and maybe even moving up to diamond rank and you know that's that's sort of the start of where the esports hype begins where you know people you know get recognized especially if you're streaming you like if you're streaming and you're like diamond or grandmaster or master level then you probably have a lot of viewers and you're probably getting scouted for teams and stuff like that now i'm not i'm not that ambitious with overwatch i don't i don't actually you know want to be uh recruited for a team or anything like that but you know i just like the grind itself of trying to rank up in the game and stuff so it's it's really fun um it can be very uh torturous at times but yeah it is it's still fun I, i love it and i have my little team as well so yeah it's cool um besides overwatch i've been playing world of warcraft just leveling up my character finally got to level 20 and i can actually get myself a mount now uh, a mount is what you use to get around faster so you can see it as like a vehicle or something but it's not it's not always a vehicle sometimes it's just a creature that you get on the back of like a horse or some sort of mystical creature you know um so yeah i'm, I'm just trying to get rank up in, in world of warcraft so i can get to all the new content and stuff um I haven't actually got with a guild yet, but I did get invited. I declined because you can only be with one guild, so I want to make the right decision when I'm ready. Um, and yeah, uh, besides that, I you know I haven't really had much time to. I wanted to, to dive back into Shenmue because I really want to get to the second game, but I just haven't had that much time. You know, I just. You know, Overwatch and WoW is just easy because you can just hop on, play as much as you can, and then hop off. Um, and whereas with Shenmue, you have to kind of dedicate more attention and more time to it and stuff because uh, because it's like a story and everything. So I've just been, you know, waiting. Um, I'm waiting for Dragon Quest and I'm waiting for Spider Man to come out. And you know, uh, those games come out next week, so. Uh, I'll probably be playing maybe a bit less Overwatch and a bit less WoW just so I can play those games because those are some pretty high-profile games. Um, I have to say I'm mostly looking forward to Dragon Quest, though, but Spider-Man looks like it will be cool, too. So um, we'll see how that is. But that's pretty much it from me this week. Sounds good. Yes, uh, and I'll give a shout-out to Tatiana because I know she was going off when you were playing World of Warcraft, but... uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, you got you got to switch it up sometimes. So nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, it's to- totally fine. I just saw that expansion coming out, and I saw that I, I didn't know that you was into the series, so I was a little surprised to see that uh, that uh, that you was playing it. So that, that's good. That's interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I may have. I, I was never really super into it. I, I did try it like once years ago, like maybe like ten years ago or something, but I, it never stuck. You know, I never stuck with it. Um, and I just, because the new expansion was coming out and because I know someone else who's playing it now, I just decided to start trying to play again. So that's the reason why I hopped on and got back into it. Okay. That's cool. It's good. All right. So as for what I've been playing, uh, I've had a very, very busy week playing one game in particular. Uh, I can finally announce, yes, I have been playing Spider-Man. 
we will have a review on Tuesday, September 4th, uh, early in the morning. I believe it's around 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't quote me on that. But um, all I can really say about Spider-Man is uh, we're going to get into this conversation later on about some of the criticisms. But, man, uh, people are very, very wrong in a lot of the stuff that they said about this game. And uh, obviously, uh, I know that Insomniac has a ton of pressure on them to deliver in, in what they're doing with this game, obviously. But uh, what they've done so far, what I what I am allowed to say is, yeah, um, it's it's a lot of things exceeded my expectations. Uh, a lot of the gameplay that we've seen, that people obviously have been talking about, that has been a major, major point of emphasis that people have talked about. And I find that hilarious because about 95% of the people who saw those images and said, oh, well, the game is downgraded. They haven't even played the final game. They haven't seen anything from the final game. So um, kind of ridiculous that to, to go out there and have those planes without having played the game. But we'll get into that discussion later. All I'm going to say is, I have a lot of things to say about the game, but I, I just can't say because, again, we're under an embargo here. But definitely stay tuned for the review. And, of course, I'll have even more to say when we record the show next week because that's the day that the game actually comes out. So stay tuned for that. But um, that's really all that I have been playing. There is another game that I actually just got that I am going to be able to talk about next week. So stay tuned for that. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on some of the topics later on them, considering you've been playing that. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to not, it's hard to not be able to talk about this stuff. Cause again, well, I don't want to be getting anybody in trouble and I don't want us to be in trouble, but don't worry. Only a couple of days. So I'll have a lot more to say soon. And I am going to say some stuff once we get to the actual topic regarding Spider-Man. So stay tuned for that. So uh, let's go ahead, first and foremost, you know, I, I hate to start the show off on this note, but we have to address this topic. Uh, unfortunately, last Sunday, uh, during a Madden NFL tournament, there was a shootout uh, that took place, unfortunately. Um, it happened on Sunday, so, you know, we normally record the co-op on Fridays now, so we wasn't able to really talk about this and address it. Uh, I did want to say that... Um, we definitely want to give our heartfelt condolences to everybody that was impacted by this because it's a tragedy, something that should have never, ever happened, in my personal opinion. Um, there has been some news that has come out since this incident, and that is that EA is donating $1 million to the victims of the shooting. So, Gary, I wanted to get your thoughts on this first because, uh, obviously, it's a uh, very touchy subject. A lot of people I have seen, a lot of people have once again gone back to blaming video games for this situation, which doesn't make sense to me. But what are your thoughts on, on everything that happened last week? It's, it's a very unfortunate thing, man. And it's like you can't you, you can never like really control something like that. You, you can't stop something from, like that from happening because when stuff like that happens, this is obviously an issue. It's a personal issue that that person has, you know, and it's like you can never predetermine something like that. You can never predict it. You just never know. And obviously, after the fact, people dug into the guy's history and they saw he he had tweets about, you know, certain 
uh, like he he was actually siding with some of the previous shooters who did things like that. You know, he was saying he would hang out with you know certain people who shot and killed people before in in similar incidents. You know, um, but I mean, before it happens, you would never know. Like you you would never think to look into somebody's background and stuff. The only thing I could say is that maybe wherever this tournament was being held, they should have had better security because. I mean, when I went to the Overwatch thing, I mean, it, it's the Barclays, so of course they're going to have top-notch security, but, um, you, like, I would, you know, because my mom saw this news story, and she she immediately came to me, and she was like, isn't that, like, what you went to? And obviously she's concerned, because, you know, like, I went to something similar to that, like an eSport, you know? Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's, it's down to the venue and the people organizing these events, like, you've got to have better security and that that's the only way you can probably try and prevent something like this from happening now as for ea um this you know this is a good move on their part you know they they should they, they definitely should do that they have the money to spend and you know a, a lot of people uh they they were unfortunate to lose loved ones and stuff like that so ea should definitely be donating and you know supporting the victims families and and everything like that so this is this is a good move on their part um i mean yeah i I don't really want to bash ea right now because that's a good move that's something they should be doing um so i don't want to get too deep and you know start bashing them because that's a good move on their part but it's just very unfortunate and um what's more unfortunate is just the back the, the backlash of this the the stuff that happens on the back end of this incident because now it's like everybody thought that whole argument that always comes up about video games being too violent and gamers being violent and all this stuff you know all that we, we have to hear this whole narrative again and again whenever something like this happens and that's just sad you know it's unfortunate but hey like i mean we we, we can't we can't focus on it too much you know the the incident is still very fresh and i think the only thing we should be doing at this point is just sending our condolences to the victims and just trying to move forward and hope that uh things will will get better in the following like the next wave of esports events let's let's just hope that people learn from this and they implement better security and you know they they start screening the especially the players like they start screening the actual people who will be playing more you know like maybe they'll force them to register beforehand and stuff if i mean i don't know how this was structured but uh they should definitely do some pre-prep in in terms of who's going to be playing and looking into you know uh i mean you don't have to do a full background check or anything but just just know who you're letting into your event you know uh because you know in in the case of the overwatch thing i went to these are all professional players they like there's no way you know they would do anything like that so uh with this i guess it was more of an independent thing or more of a, a lower end thing that that's available to local people so that they could come and play and stuff like that uh and if that's the case then you still kind of have to do some preparation just to make sure it's it's safe for everyone because you're going to have families and you know children and all sorts of different people coming to this stuff so you have to make sure that all this stuff is going to be safe for everyone so hopefully everybody learns a lesson moving forward and and this nothing like this ever happens again 
uh, I agree 100% with everything that you said. Um, I also, when this incident happened, I also received a call from my mom because she thought that I was at this event. And obviously I said, no, I, I, no, I wasn't at that event. You know, I do live in Georgia. This event happened in Jacksonville, Florida. So I had to tell her, you know, calm down. I, I wasn't there. But I did see after, as I was talking to her, the video started circulating, going around, actually showing what happened? Well, it basically it didn't show the graphic nature of what actually happened. It showed that there were players playing on on Xboxes playing Madden, and then when it went to the screen of the actual gameplay, then that's when you heard the shots firing. You didn't see anybody getting shot, but just seeing that was very disturbing, and hearing it was very disturbing also. So it's a very unfortunate situation. Um, it really makes, like you said, Gary. Security needs to be something that all of these venues get better at in regards to this stuff. I know we went to E3 this past year, well, a couple months ago, actually. One thing I have to give E3 credit for, the security was on lock. You know, we had to go through metal detectors, everything. They had dogs there that were sniffing the people to make sure that they didn't have any weapons. So they need to have that, especially at these events where you have a lot of crowds and you know, just to try to assure or reduce the possibility of something happening. Now, the one thing I did want to say, and I'm not going to stay too much on this particular topic. I did see the media, some of the media responded to this saying that video games were to blame for this. And then right there, I just want to say that right there shows the ignorance of some people who don't really know their information because Madden NFL is a football game. The, the person that did the shooting, this 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 was tied to the person obviously having other issues that they're dealing with. Maybe there were certain things that they weren't happy about in their life. And they decided to take their frustrations out on others, which, in my opinion, is a coward way to deal with a situation. So that whole incident right there, you people need to really focus a light on and understand it's about the person involved. This is, has nothing to do with the video game. Now, you can make the argument that the person lost the game and then maybe they were somewhat I guess they felt they needed to take action against people that they beat but that's besides the point because I saw the interviews they had with people after the fact and they said yeah the person lost but the person was already down and obviously something was visibly wrong with the person before he even played the matchups so obviously it, it starts with the individual whatever he was going on in his own personal life let it get out of control, didn't communicate how he felt. Maybe he did communicate and somebody wasn't listening. But it's an unfortunate situation. Um, and I would like to say that I hope stuff like this doesn't happen in the future. But at the very least, I will say I definitely expect it to be a lot more uh, security measures taken at all of these events now because of this type of stuff. And you have to do that because, again, you got to think about people who are coming in as public. You know, I mean, I'm not saying the public are bad. I'm just saying people that are coming to these events, you don't really know all this stuff you need to know about them. Anything can happen at this stuff, though. So, once again, I do offer my condolences to the families involved. Uh, I hope that it, nothing like this ever happens again. Um, but we live in some pretty, really rocky, uh, bad times now, so everybody needs to be careful in general. Watch themselves. Um, but... Yeah, it's a bad situation. And as for EA donating the millions to the families, yeah, I mean, I guess that can help to some extent. It's not going to bring back the people that were killed. So 
that's the one thing that is unfortunate, you know, because every, everything that I've seen from the interviews, the people that were shot, great people, you know, nice, good-natured individuals. Um, they love playing games, so that's why when I hear about this type of stuff, it, it, it really is disturbing, but um, I, I guess... You know, like I just said, they just gotta do better with the security in the future. That that's the only thing that I can really think of to add to that particular topic. So did you have any any other thoughts you wanted to say on, on this matter? No, I mean the only other thing I'd say is like, you know, I don't have children or anything, but I would like to think that I could bring my children to, you know, if I had them to a, a video game event like this, a tournament or something, you know, without there being any issues so they really do have to you know uh, make a better effort of making sure these events are safe for everyone and yeah that's pretty much all i got to say i agree i agree um there's definitely gonna be some changes i I would say with all this stuff now a lot more things are gonna happen if they didn't have good security for this type of stuff they definitely gonna have it now for every event that that goes down so but yeah Everyone has to be careful out here, you know. Definitely be careful in how you conduct yourself when you go out somewhere. Make sure you're with somebody. Um, but yeah, it's just an unfortunate situation. It's unfortunate we have to talk about it, but we had to say something on it because I mean it happened after we had already recorded last week's show. So prayers and condolences to the families involved, and um, let's hope this doesn't happen again. Let's see. All right, um, I'm going to now shift focus to another topic to get right back into gaming. And this also has to do with uh, EA. Uh, We received news uh, earlier, well, I want to say towards the end of this week, that Battlefield Five has now been delayed and is coming out November 20th. Initially, this game was supposed to come out, I believe it was going to be around October 12th. So it was going to come out smack dab in between Call of Duty, Black Ops 4, and Red Dead Redemption 2. So, Gary, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because I know that you are a huge Battlefield fan. First and foremost, you told me that you're not getting Battlefield 5. So just let me know what your thoughts are first on the delay and why you are not interested in the product enough to get it this, this, this particular year. Yeah, I, I, suddenly I have a really bad feeling about this game. Um, you know, I, I used to be a, a Battlefield fan. I used to love it, you know, uh, and I still like it, you know, more. I, I would rather play Battlefield than Call of Duty. Uh, and that's always going to be true from, from now on. But I, I just got a bad feeling about this one. And the, the moves they're making and the way they're showing the game, uh, the fact they haven't shown the... Uh, battle royale and stuff like that like i just have a bad feeling and it feels like they're not confident with the game themselves um especially if they have to push it back so i have just a bad feeling and to be honest i'm i'm kind of tired of these games anyway like the call of duties and battlefields and stuff like do something new give us something different like you know I, i like i'm at a point now where i respect games like like shooters like destiny and overwatch and things like that like shooters that are doing different things uh because we've had a ton of these military shooters like for the past decade uh you know we've just been getting them back to back to back every year and i'm i'm just kind of drained and unless they show me something incredible that i have that i absolutely have to have 
I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm done. I'm, I'm not that interested, you know, right now. So, and everything they're, they're doing is just making me less confident in them. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's pretty much my stance on, on Battlefield at the moment. Uh, I totally understand that. Um, so let me just go ahead and give a disclaimer right now. You know, I was on the co-op uh, right after we went to EA Play 2018. I still haven't forgotten about how horrible that show is. So everything that I say right now, you know, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. I'm coming from a very critical, biased standpoint. Battlefield Five, you know, the delay, I guess you could say, is good for EA. You know, because they think they will be able to sell more copies. But I also have to say, I saw the footage, saw the game. I have no interest whatsoever in this game. Because to me, it, it feels like EA is sitting on a lot of other franchises that they should bring back. And I know when we was at EA Play, some of the games that we thought were going to be there weren't there. You know, we didn't see NBA Street make a return. We did not see, um, of course, we didn't see Battlefield Bad Company, which I think would have been a far better game for them to do now because we already got Battlefield 4, not too long oh no, no, Battlefield 1. We got that not too long ago. So um, I just, I mean, I was very disappointed in that show. So, I mean, obviously Anthem, I know people was talking about that. They was excited for Anthem. I will tell you, after seeing what happened with Mass Effect Andromeda, I will be very, very hesitant on, on Anthem until I actually get to play and see more from the game. But I will say that in regards to Battlefield Five, I was never really interested in the game to begin with. Uh, now, I will say that there still will be people, people that will pick it up in November because there's a couple of releases in November. I mean, I know Hitman 2 is coming out. Uh, a couple of games here and there. Smash Brothers comes out in December. That's like really the only major game besides Just Cause 4, which will be out, also be out in December. But in regards to the November releases, it's fine to move it out there. But my whole thing is I hope that people are actually going to have money by the time it gets to November because October is absolutely insane. You know, you have Assassin's Creed coming out the same month, Red Dead Redemption 2 and Call of Duty. And I know that people looking at Black Ops are like, they're not going to pick this up. There's no way in hell people won't pick this up because I, I, I know a lot of people love Black Ops. Call of Duty always sells. And even though it doesn't have a campaign, I'm about 100% sure it's still going to do well sales-wise because it's Call of Duty. Uh, and it also has a Battle Royale mode, which we know is now popular. So that's all of those factors. But to stay on Battlefield, um, you know, I think it's fine for them to, 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 to delay the game. Do you think it's going to increase the sales? That's totally fine with me. But I know I will not be picking up Battlefield Five. I know quite a bit of number of people told me that they are going to also pass on this game. So it is what it is. And um, hopefully EA does try to do other projects in the future. Like, like, like I've already said, Battlefield Bad Company, that, that would have been a great game to do because it gives you a break from the traditional Battlefield games. And I thought that's what they initially were going to do when they talked about the stuff in the past, which was going to be alternate between that and, and this game. I know Titanfall three. That's another game that's in development. That'll probably be out in down, you know, further down the road. But um, yeah, I just, I just don't really. I'm not really looking forward to Battlefield Five. I'm not excited for it. So we'll see how it's received by the public once it comes out November twentieth. 
Yeah, I mean, like you kind of hinted towards, I, I, I don't really trust anything coming out of EA right now, to be honest. Like, <laughs> they, they have to really prove themselves to me again, you know, for me to buy one of their products. Because BioWare used to be one of my favorite publishers, and now, like, they've just been reduced to, like, you know, uh, crap, basically. Like, you know, like, uh, I just... Even I know they're working on another Dragon Age, and Dragon Age is like Dragon Age Origins is one of my favorite RPGs of all time. But I don't trust them to do a good job with the next one. So until I see otherwise, EA is on it's on my personal blacklist right now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's totally fine. Totally fine. Uh, I totally understand that, and uh. We'll see what happens with Battlefield. Uh, but like, like I said before, I've said this on uh, previous podcasts. I really do hope that Anthem delivers because if it does not, that's it for Bioware. And I know a lot of people like, no, we jump into conclusions. Nah, man, I think that's it because Bioware, they got hurt badly with Mass Effect Andromeda. And even though EA says, oh, the franchise is on ice for now, it's coming back. It, that may not that may not even happen because if Anthem flops, that's it. That's it for Bioware. So we'll see what happens. We, 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 hopefully, we will not have to revisit this discussion in a negative context, but we'll see what happens next year when Anthem drops because I think that's coming out in February. So we'll know in a couple of months whether or not uh, that game actually is, is any good. Indeed. So, so uh, let's move on to the next topic. Get away from EA. Um there were two announcements that took place this week. Uh, one announcement that I knew about a long time ago. Obviously, couldn't talk about it because it was under embargo. And the other announcement, I had no idea. So first and foremost, we had Streets of Rage 4 announced, um, which was a very big deal. Uh, I will go ahead and admit this now. This game is actually at PAX West. The reason I know about it is because I they were trying to schedule an appointment for me to actually see the game. But I didn't go to Patch West, so obviously that didn't happen. But still, I didn't know that this was going to get announced earlier this week because they told me when it was going to get announced. So Streets of Rage 4 was announced. And in, in addition to that news, we also had a another, re, like a, I guess, a new entry in the uh, Omni Musha series uh, that was announced. Yeah, um, it's remastered, I think. The, oh, it's remastered. Okay, see, I, I, I must admit, and I, I will just admit right now, I didn't even play the original game. So I don't really know anything about that game. Maybe I will try it out. We'll see. But Streets of Rage 4, I do know about. So, um, Gary, I want to get your opinion when you saw the brief teaser trailer that they showed for Streets of Rage 4 earlier this week. All right, yeah. So I have to say a few things about this because me and Tony Polanco had a discussion about this in one of our chats and everything. Um, So my first impressions when I saw that, I was like, are you serious? Like, this is it? Like, you know, like, this is what we've been waiting for for, for over 20 years. Because uh, the reason I said that is because it looks it looks like every other, like, you know, uh, 2D kind of beat-em-up sh- game that we've seen, you know, on, on the indie marketplaces over the past few years or so, you know? Um, now, when I, when I spoke to Tony about it and I told him my thoughts and told him I was a bit underwhelmed, uh, with the announcement and everything, especially the fact they only showed two characters. Um, and he was like, you know what? Like they, they this is completely hand drawn and they spend a lot of time 
at making the making this hand drawn like the art style and everything now i, I just want to say this i i understand that and i respect that but um and that that is you know it's 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 a it's a really that that's a really pristine talent to to hand draw a game um and you know it that is something to admire and respect you know i understand that but at the same time just because it is hand drawn it it doesn't mean the game itself is going to be good like i i want to see what's good about this game like what what should we be excited for besides the art style art style because i mean with a beat em up game cool you know it, like there there's not that much of an expectation in terms of the visuals because you know what you're getting in terms of you know it's it's 2d style and everything now if it is hand drawn that's a bonus because the it will look very unique you know it will be a, it will look very different in terms of the visual style and everything but what's going to be you know different and what's going to be added to the actual game itself i mean i saw uh, enemies that looked like the enemies in the old game and you've got Axel, you've got Blaze, you know, like, I mean, what, what is, what new is there to be excited for? Like, because my thing is there was an indie developer who created Streets of Rage remake and, um, he, he worked on this for like years and years and years, like maybe like eight years or something. Like he was working on the Streets of Rage remake. He even reached out to Sega at the time and he got their permission and then he finally finished it. You know, he, he had a lot of beta versions over the years that he was working on it, but he finally finished it and he put it out. And then Sega came through and, you know, they, they, they put, a, put out a cease and desist. They took it down, you know, straight away, he, even though they gave, gave him his blessing before. Um, and that game was pretty good. I still have it. Like, cause I, I managed to download it when it was up and that, Sheets Rage remake was really good. Like, you know, you had all the characters, you could uh make customizations, you can customize that customize that outfit, you could uh you could customize the bad guys and everything like that. Like it was it was amazing for a Sheets Rage fan, you know. Um and I feel like if Sega was smart, they would have just bought that, you know, they they should have just bought that guy or hired him and have him make a Streets Rage remake. Now, this game is like, I feel like Sega is being very hands-off. And that's probably, you know, because of the structure of Sega at the moment. Like, the, this is a different Sega than the Sega 20 years ago or even 10 years ago. So they're probably being very hands-off with it because they don't have a lot of the original people who worked on Streets of Rage. So they're probably just like, okay, we have this studio. They've worked on games before. Let's let them do this and let them do their vision and everything. But I mean, I just want to, I guess I just want to know what's, what's going to be, is this going to feel authentic to the original Streets of Rage games? Or is it just going to be, you know, a new game with a, with a Streets of Rage skin on it? Cause that's my thing. It looks like this could be, uh, you know, it could be a completely original game, but it just has a Streets of Rage skin on it, you know, and that's, I guess that's what made me a bit underwhelmed because it doesn't feel like it was designed uh, it, it was first imagined to be a, a Streets of Rage game. If it, it just feels like Sega went to someone like, "Oh, I see you make games. You know, um, could you make us a template kind of uh, beat 'em up? You know, and you know, do 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 some hand drawn stuff so it looks a bit unique visually. But you know, we we want it to be Streets of Rage. You know, and that's where it's, it 
kind of seems like to me is like it doesn't feel like there was a lot of thought behind it in terms of you know planning like where we want to go with the story how we want to continue the story what's what's happened to axel and blaze and skate and max you know do they have all this thought out like do, do they have a story fully fleshed out or do they just want to give us something with the streets of rage name because they know that we're going to buy it you know um and i guess that's what i like i, I guess the biggest problem i have is that i expected a bigger announcement than just what we got like uh that could have been like a 10 minute video or something like just explaining the vision explaining you know uh that are they going to have more characters included um and you know i just want i just wanted to know more you know and i, I just i guess i just didn't get enough and i expected more from a streets of rage announcement in 2018 now maybe that's the problem like uh, i just wanted to hear more about it so that's where i'm coming from but um, shouts to Tony because I know he's very excited. Torrance Davis as well. I know those guys very excited, and there, there's a lot of us who who hold that series near and dear to our hearts, you know. Um, so yeah, shouts to those those guys. But what did you think, Rich? So I I, I think you made some great points. Uh, I know that the game is uh, actually they said it's being done by the uh, the artist on Wonder Boy. Uh, now, I will say this. For it being a hand-drawn animated uh, game, I have to give some credit to the animators because I do know, having went to school for film animation video, that is a very tedious process. Um, so it, this this game is probably going to take a while before it actually comes out. The one issue that I have with the reveal, and I think it's an issue that a lot of people, because even you brought this up, why are there only two people that they show? Um, I feel like you could have waited till you had your whole cast of characters together and then reveal it collectively as a whole rather than revealing it in pieces because, again, to me, the whole thing is that one thing, and we're going to probably get into this later on, I do feel nowadays uh, a lot of companies, devs, they show their games way too early and then obviously when it, there's there's changes down the road, either good or bad changes, then it's very noticeable. Noticeable because you'll see people going back and forth over, well, this is what the original video showed, and this is what it looks like now, which we're going to get into later. But um, my whole thing is that with this particular game, I do think it should have been a much bigger announcement. They went for the reveal, show you just a quick 45-second uh, to a minute trailer, which is fine, but yeah, I do agree, Gary. It definitely should have been more in-depth. Maybe they could have taken the route that EA took at E3 a while ago. The E3 went to where everything they talked about was a concept and nothing was, was actually done. Um, even then, there was still more information in a much longer presentation when they did that. So I definitely think if you want to announce this, uh, it probably could have been a much bigger announcement in a much longer video. As you said, Sega is, is more hands-off on this, and I agree with that 100% because... They've been busy working on this, these uh, Yakuza games, bringing these games to PlayStation 4. Uh, Fist of the North Star is also coming out very soon. They've been working on that. Not to mention all this other these other projects that they're doing now. So I, I definitely expect them to have a hands-off approach because they already have all these other projects that they have on their plate. But yeah, they definitely should have taken some more time to really have a great announcement. I'm not saying... Now, I just want to be clear. I'm not saying the game is going to be bad. 
what we can see much later from this game definitely could be fantastic. Um, but I did think that the animation looked great, it, only because I know it takes it takes a long time to do this animation stuff. This is, yeah, just to, to, to do that drawing, just for that, for that sequence, I would not be surprised if that took them several months to a year just to get to that point to try and do the animations for that particular sequence. But, it, it you know, ultimately they do need to show us more, I think. Talk about the story. Talk about what players can expect. They have to go into more detail. So hopefully they are going to be able to do that. I understand the nature of PAX and because the company that is behind this game, why they will want to reveal it at PAX, that's totally fine. But uh, there definitely has to be more information given at a certain point because it feels like that announcement was made just to get people hyped, let you know it's in development, which is great. But there's another game that we got an announcement for to let people know was in development, a game we spoke about last week, Shenmue 3. And that game still hasn't dropped. So, yeah, I think it's totally fine if you want to announce something, but make sure you have enough that you to keep people talking about after the fact. I think that's something that they definitely need to consider next time. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah I agree. And, like, that's the biggest problem with this, you know, like it. They should. This should have been a major announcement. Like we should have got a lot of information, a lot of de- details, and you know we should understand their full vision. Like everything should be clear after you announce Streets of Rage Four. You can't just give us a little, you know, two minute video or whatever. Like you know, like you have to give us more than that. Like the people have been waiting for this game for like over twenty years now. So, you know, so yeah, you have to, you have to be more clear you have to give us more to go off of and you know we would have been cool with waiting another year for the announcement like if there was going to be more to show you know so yeah i agree i agree 100 percent. but uh we'll see what happens um yeah i mean i'm looking forward to the game because i think about the nostalgia behind it but um just have to wait and see how the finished product turns out. I don't think this is a game that's coming out. I, it's definitely not coming out before E3 next year. I don't I don't think it is. I didn't get any indication of that from the trailer. Maybe it'll be out in fall of next year, perhaps. But we'll have to wait and see um, what else. And, yeah, more information is needed. More fighters, hopefully. It better not be just those two people in the game because I can tell you right now, people will not like that. So, um we need to see more diversity in the cast, like we and did in if, the other games. If they do DLC unlockable characters, then I'm done. <laughs> that's possible. Listen, that's that's very possible. That's very possible. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, let's move on to the next topic, and I guess this is basically just an updated topic. Uh, last week, we spoke about the rumors regarding Xbox All Access, and it is now officially confirmed. So, Gary, do you have any additional thoughts that you want to say on this topic that you uh, maybe alluded to last week? No, I, I just want to uh, give Microsoft props for trying something new like this. I think this is a, a really brave move from them. And I think it's a necessary move as well for them. Um, and I think it's something that could really catch on, to be honest. Like, I, I think this could really boost their numbers, boost their sales, 
and put a lot more Xboxes in homes. Um, and I, I, I think it's a great model to try out for consoles. I mean, uh, I can't remember the price for the, the Xbox One X. I think it was like, uh, it's, was it like $40 a month or something like that? 40 to $50. Uh, and you get, you know, the X, you get, uh, you get, uh, the Game Pass, you get Xbox Live, you know, and with Games Pass, you get a hundred games, you know, and yeah, you get like a hundred games. So, I mean, that's a great deal right there, I think, especially if like you're a parent and you want a game system for your kids, you know, and you can pay it off over two years or whatever. Like, I think it's good. I think it's really good, especially considering people are paying that that sort of money for phones at the moment, you know, like so if you if you're able to structure your your monthly income like that to where you can, you know, you can own an Xbox One X and you can own your iPhone uh xs plus you know whatever iphone comes out next next uh next month or whatever like you know like i think that's that's cool like you know i think it's a it's a good thing to try because uh i think people have a problem with paying a lump sum of like 500 dollars or whatever you know uh, outright for the console like that that can be hard like to just lose 500 dollars like that but if you're paying it over the course of two years and you're just paying a certain amount every month then that's much more manageable, and uh, I think you'll you'll begin to see more people buying into the Xbox because of this model. And I think other companies should consider trying it out too. Um, and you know, and this is something that can be ongoing, so that when the next Xbox comes out, you know, they just add another subscription plan for that one too. Um, and you know, it, it could be a smooth smooth transition into the next the next console now. Going back to E3, um, I was one of those people that was very unhappy with them mentioning the fact that they're they're already working on another console because they just put out the X. But this kind of makes it better because I, I can understand the vision now. Like I could see their vision and their thinking because it's like, okay, I mean, you don't have to rush to get that system, like the new system. Like you can just you can get a subscription plan for the X if you really want it now. And then by the time you finish paying off the X, you can just go on to the next plan, you know, and, and get the next system. And then you can sell the X if you want to, uh, the Xbox one X or something, you know, or give it to somebody else in the family. So I think in that, in that, you know, if you're thinking about it like that, that makes more sense. And especially since it seems like all these games are going to be, uh, cross play now so like you can you they're going to be backwards compatible i mean you know so you can you can continue to play your games from the xbox one x on the the whatever the next xbox is xbox two or whatever you know um so if they do it like that then it begins to make more sense as to you know everything they they announced the e3 and especially with the new studios as well uh because if they're doing subscriptions like this they're going to want a ton of new games coming out so it makes sense why they bought all those studios and there are now rumors and reports that they're they're looking to buy even more studios so now this all makes sense because you know you have xbox uh game pass and uh, xbox live and you know you have this big subscription plan and you want games for it like you have to keep giving people games for it to justify that monthly charge so it all makes sense now and I'm starting to see their vision a bit more. Um, and, you know, I think, I think it's good. I think it, it could be game changing, you know, for them. So 
That's my thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, I personally think it's a, I, I mean, I also think it was a great move by Microsoft. Like I got, like I had mentioned last week, uh, I said it was a good move for Microsoft. My only concern was that I want to make sure that they have an investment in Game Pass, like having more exclusive titles, like I had mentioned. Uh, Forza, obviously, that's going to be coming later this year. Tomorrow, uh, Halo Master Chief Collection will be available uh, for those that have uh, Game Pass. So that's great. Um, so, But one thing I did see this week that I thought was interesting is I know that Microsoft did mention that they are wanting to invest in more studios. So the announcement that we got at at E3 was really just the beginning. They definitely want to acquire and get more studios on board to release more stuff specific for Game Pass as well as Xbox in general. So I think that is an excellent strategy because um, I think they definitely need that. You know, I think that will add more value to the service because as, as I mentioned last week, you know, Game Pass is a great service, but when you have a newer game coming out, that you also want to get and you're already paying a subscription price for this console and everything else that kind of you know dampers things a little bit like for example say that i wanted to purchase fallout 76 you have to buy that separately outside of game pass that's not going to be available on game pass at least not for like at least i want to say maybe until next year because eventually bethesda does put their games on game pass but you have to wait a while to get that so what i'm getting at is that if you want to buy a new game right as soon as it comes out, but you can't get any discounts with Game Pass, you can't get anything, you have to buy it outright at that point, then it becomes a little bit more costly for somebody because you're already paying a monthly expense for the console, Xbox Live, Game Pass, etc. So I think it's a very, very good idea for them to invest in more studios, bring more games to Game Pass that are exclusive to Xbox, and then the service has more value that way. But right now, Game Pass is still an excellent value. I'm just saying, if somebody, if I, I was to talk to somebody and they was asking if should they get an Xbox One right now, I would say if you can afford that monthly cost right now, absolutely. But if they was to ask me about the software that's on there, I would say, yeah, there's some titles on there. You know, Sea of Thieves is on there, State of Decay 2, uh, Forza, Halo. But I would tell them, you need to research what titles you're actually interested in because then once you know what type of games you'd like to play, that'll help you determine whether or not you actually want to buy the console in the first place. But I definitely give props to Microsoft because it makes the system more affordable. It'll get more Xboxes and more homes, and that'll definitely help their sales numbers increase over time. I just need to see more of the software, more of the original exclusive software. But they're off to a good start, so i got to give them credit for this. And as you said, Gary, I would not be surprised if this is a success and Sony also decides, you know what, we have the PlayStation 5 coming out in a couple of years. Maybe we should also give this as an option to people who want to pick up a PlayStation 5. So I totally see that happening, just like what happened with Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus, both services that you have to pay for now. So we'll see what happens. But uh, any other thoughts before we move on to the next topic? Yeah, um, I, I'm definitely interested to see how Sony is going to respond to this, especially if this is successful. 
um, because you know they, they've got PlayStation Now, they've got PlayStation Plus, and you know they got uh, the PlayStation Four uh, Pro. You know, so they could do something. And then we really know that the I mean, there's reports surfacing that you know the next PS Five is going to be yeah, it's probably going to be talked about soon. So uh, I think it's, it's definitely something for them to consider doing as well. And even Nintendo, you know, um, I mean, I know they, they've, uh, did they launch their subscription thing yet? Or is that coming soon? The uh, Nintendo. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't really know for sure because I haven't been playing on Switch. I do know that the complaint with that service is because you have to use the app on the phone. So they haven't really figured that out yet. Um, but I do think it is out now to some extent but they're still trying to rework it i don't know what nintendo's doing with their online service mm. well i mean nintendo you know they have a lot of valuable ips and uh systems that that people would love to you know to play and they have a, a loyal dedicated fan base so if they did something they would get a lot of you know sales too from it i think so it's something for yeah, i think this this could be industry changing you know it could be an industry changing move um, and if Microsoft are the ones to lead the way, this puts them in a great position, especially when they transition to to the next system. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I got to give them props for trying something new, something this bold. But that that's all I got to say. I agree. I agree. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Definitely exciting. And once again, give props to Microsoft. It's a great idea. I'm just curious to see how the response is going to be for the people that actually do pick up the console. And, of course, to see if there's going to be any other responses from the competitor. So stay tuned for that. All right. So (laughs) let's move on now to one of the main topics for today. Obviously, we got to talk about Spider-Man and all of the criticisms that have been thrown at Spider-Man. So, Gary, I'm going to let you start off by asking some of these questions and then I can give some answers uh, on some of these topics as well as uh, my feedback as well. So you can start this off this discussion because I'm pretty sure there's some very specific stuff you want to ask based on this list that I see. Yeah, so, I mean, before we get to the texture stuff, which is the talk of the town and everything. <laughs> um, so, you know, there there was another outcry about this game that involves DLC because the DLC was being heavily promoted, you know, and the game isn't even out yet. Um, and people see this as them taking content away from the game just so they can sell it as DLC when, you know, because if, if, if they've already finish this content or they've already been developing it alongside the main game why not just put it in the game itself you know and spider-man is a game that's going to attract a whole range of gamers like not just hardcore gamers that are used to buying dlc it's going to attract casual people you know people who play fortnite and you know like just your general casual audience because it's spider-man and everybody loves spider-man so yeah, there was an outcry about that because people were like, why are you promoting this DLC to, to sell it to us? Why don't you just put it in the game? You know, like we're paying $60 for this game already. Like, why not just throw it in there for us? Like, you know, and that, you know, I I can't 
argue with that. But at the same time, this is something that's been going on for for the past like five, six years. You know, like this is this is the common thing now that we we have to put up with. Like it, this isn't the first game that's done this. Um, so you can't just you, you can't just harp on this game about it. Uh, there's like several other games that do the same thing. You know, like all these other publishers, they do the same thing. I mean. Talking about Battlefield, uh, they used to sell the, the the Battlefield Premium thing on day one when you when you buy you know when you bought Battlefield three and Battlefield four, they had like the Premium edition that gave you access to all the DLC and that was on day one. And I I remember I remember paying like ninety pounds for that one time. Like that was it was a lot, man. So <laughs> so yeah, like companies have been doing this for a long time. Um, and I guess they're making a big fuss about it because it's Spider-Man and this is a game everyone wants. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this is just the gaming industry right now. This is what happens. Um, and I mean, this is one of the things that makes me, uh, it, it's kind of like made me less enthusiastic about AAA games because Uh-oh. it's just, it, you know, stuff like this, like it's, I feel like I'm not always getting the full value, and that's why I'm not ex- as excited for AAA games these days. Um, and I'm, I just kind of stick to stuff that I really like and, and enjoy. Um, and I mean, games like you know Spider-Man, Red Dead, and Assassin's Creed—all these games—it's like I just I kind of see them as the same now. Like, okay, a AAA company putting out another game to try and milk you know funds from gamers. And I'm not saying that these games aren't good. You know, because a lot of times they are good to some extent, but the business practices, it it really does annoy me sometimes. And I'm like, I I just don't care about DLC anymore. Like I've trained myself to just not care. So if these companies are going to take content out of the game and, you know, try and sell it separate or whatever, I'm not going to buy it. You know, I'm just going to play the game as they give it to me. And if, if... if I feel like I didn't get a complete experience, I'm going to talk about that and I'm going to say I, this game doesn't feel complete to me and I'm not going to buy your DLC to get the complete experience. So, you know, you're going to you're going to have negative reviews. Basically, you're going to have a negative review from me if you don't give me enough content from from the base game itself. And that's their problem. It's not mine. You know, like I I'm not unless I, I really want to support a game and, you know, it, it like overwatch for example i mean i originally got that game for free but i was so fulfilled by it and so satisfied with it i bought a ton of loot boxes that probably equals to it probably doubles the the value of the actual base game itself the amount of loot boxes i bought on that game so so i mean you know if i want to support a company and i feel like i've been fulfilled and i'm satisfied as a customer then i will support and i will buy dlc but if you're just if you're trying to sell me all the, the the DLC and all these expansions before I even play the game, I'm I'm not I'm going into it already mad. Like I'm I'm not gonna I'm going into it already thinking I'm not buying none of that crap. I'm just playing the game how it is, you know, on day one, and that's it. So that's my thoughts on it. That's how I approach things, you know, when it comes to DLC. So when Spider Man comes out next week, I'm just <laughs> playing I'm playing the base game and. After I complete it, I'm never playing it again. Like that's gonna be my mindset. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, my mindset. So yeah. I, 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 what do you so, think about it? I I, I I totally understand that. I think you make valid points across the board. 
Um, so one thing I want to say before I get to Spider-Man, I do know that, that nowadays that there are some publishers where they will announce a digital deluxe edition of the game that's coming out, and they don't really tell you what is in the DLC. Some do. Um, in the case of Spider-Man, they, they did say that the DLC is basically story-based uh, missions. Now, one thing that I can say right now, and this isn't breaking any embargo, the campaign is pretty lengthy in the base game. Um, so, I, I, I mean, what, one thing I would tell somebody if they want this DLC, obviously, we need to see how long the DLC is because they haven't really specified any of that information. You know it's an additional $25 if you get all three DLCs or you can get them for $10 a piece. But they haven't really specified how long the content is going to be. They just said it's more story stuff separate from the actual main game stuff. So my whole thing with that is that I would tell people, you know, if you don't really want to get the DLC, you probably should just wait um, and really see whether or not, see how it is received once it comes out. Now, the only thing that I don't really like about the DLC for Spider-Man, they're releasing it at a time where there's going to be so many other games out, people may not even want to pick it up or get a chance to play it. Because the first DLC comes out smack dab in the middle of October, right before Red Dead comes out. So that right there is is already an issue. The next two come out in November and December, respectively. So my whole thing with that is that if you were going to stretch this stuff out, that's fine. But you make a very good point, Gary, when you said they could have just added all of this to the game, the base game, and gave you that. Um I don't really know what's in the additional story DLC yet because they provided a little bit of details, but they didn't really give you all the information because you still need to play the actual story in the in the in the, in the base game by itself. But I do think that um, I mean, one thing that I will tell people, and I'm going to also say this in the review: if you don't, if you want to get the DLC, you you might as well. My recommendation would be wait until Black Friday or wait until right at the end of the year because we already know that this game is going to be on sale um, because Sony always has those flash sales. They have it throughout the year, but they especially have their exclusives on sale towards the end of the year because they want to sell more games. Now, when I'm telling you this, that doesn't mean that the game is bad at all. I'm just saying if you want to get more value for your money and you don't want to buy this immediately, wait until it goes on sale and then you get more value for your money because then by then I'm pretty sure that digital deluxe edition will be probably the price of the actual game. The game is right now $59.99. It could be. But um, with that said, I will say this. If you do end up picking up Spider-Man and you were concerned about the length Trust me, there's a lot of stuff to do in this game. A lot of side missions, all types of stuff. So it's not like, you mean, it, it may take you a couple of days to get through the game. It's not something where you're just going to be able to get through in one, in one, in one, we're able to sit down one time and play through the game from start to finish. That, you cannot do that because there's too much stuff that you got to do. And then even when you're actually playing the main story game, a lot of the other stuff that you can do in the city is always there. It's always there. It's always accessible. Some of that stuff you may want to do to take a break from doing the main stuff. So believe me when I say there's a lot of con content in the game. 
as is right now, minus the DLC. But I can totally understand why somebody would say why they wouldn't put that DLC in there now. But obviously, I don't really know what the answer. I don't really know what type of answer I would give to that, other than they want to stretch it out as much as possible. They want to make sure that you know, because obviously there's a higher production value on the game, and you will see that once you see the game. So obviously they want to try to get as much money as possible. So they don't really have all the content done, or they want to push it out later to try to keep the game fresh. That's totally fine. But yeah, either way, I think you can easily make that argument that they probably should have tried to put all of this stuff in the base game. But that is a business decision where I guess Sony said we want to stretch it out a little bit, and it's totally fine because this is a game where you want to play it, but. Some people may want to go back to it later, so they just want to give people another reason to come back to it later. I guess the easiest way to say it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see that. Um, damn, but, I had something to say. Uh, yeah, carry on. Oh no, no. Well, yeah, it, it'll come back to you. You can stop me anytime. But but yeah, in terms of the actual story stuff, the story deals with so many things. They 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 talk about so much in the base story game where I can see why they wouldn't want to have that DLC out because then, you know, then, you know, like one thing that we talk about whenever we record these shows, like when we do power, this is a good example, how you see they introduce all these different storylines into the season and sometimes you can get lost with what's going on. Um, I can understand why they wouldn't want some of these other stories to interfere with the base game, because there's a lot that happens in the base game. Um, and I, I, don't, I can't really go into detail about the story per se. I'm just, I'm just saying though, you can make the case either way. There's certain stuff that should be in the game. Like here's, here's, a, here's a good example. Now they did announce the story missions, yes, but then they announced that you get also get the Spidey costumes and the other costumes in this DLC. I think that stuff definitely should have been in the base game without question. The costumes, yeah, because you can switch that stuff out. Um, during, you know, as you're playing the game at any time. So um, I definitely think that that stuff, you can make a case that that should stay in the game, but some of the other stuff, yeah, it's it's, it's one way or or another, but I can see how some of the stories may get a little little too convoluted, so maybe that's why they decided they wanted to separate that and take more time to really refine it. Because the story as is right now, it's, it's a lot going on in the story, so I can understand from that perspective, but I don't know because, again, I'm not a professional. I, I don't uh, work for Sony or Insomniac, so I don't really know what the business decision is. But my guess is to give people something to come back to later and not have it just be something where somebody plays it one time and then they don't come back to it. That's my only reasoning as to why they probably did that. Yeah, I mean, if the game is solid and there's a ton of content in there and the story is, like, you know, super good, people are going to want to come back to it anyway, you know, at some point. Oh, like, oh, yeah. Like, Last of Us, people are always going back to that game because it's, it was such a great game, like, you know, like, this, it's possible for that to happen, you know, or, like, organically if you put out a good game. But um, what I was going to say is, um, you know, shouts to Throwdown, but I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna start being, like, you know, my, my, my friend... <laughs> Brian Monjoma, and I'm going to start just buying these games a year later when the Game of the Year edition comes out and it's got all the content, all the content in there. Like, that's what I'm going to start doing. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's not a bad idea. I mean, it's like I said, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people, I think some people may consider that, but however, 
the hype is so high for this game right now. Um, a lot of people are going to pick this game up. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get the season pass. They may just get the base game. But but either way, like I said, if you, if you get the base game, there is a lot. You'll get a great. You you will. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot to dive into with that. So, but people have their own choices to make. So we'll, we'll have to see what they decide. I'll be good. I'll just play Overwatch for another year until the the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So moving on to the second thing that people were outraged about. Um, so yeah, uh, there was a lot of trailer footage for this game shown uh, months prior to the release. Like we've been seeing this game for about two years overall, and um, it looks spectacular, and it still looks good. You know, the the, the version that we're seeing now. But people have been com- complaining that there's dumbed down textures you know uh the the puddles and the suit the you know the the shot where spider-man is is hanging on the side of the building and uh you know like just everything all the detail that was in uh the previous trailers and the previous gameplay footage it's been scaled down you know in this version now um as someone who plays on pc like this is this is a common thing I see. I mean, like you know, I, I see this a lot. Like you know, whenever I go from PC to a console version of a game, I can instantly see like the down downscale. You know, um, and I mean, it's expected. Like it, it's what's going to happen. I mean, they develop these games using a computer. You know, using a PC essentially, and then when they when it comes time to put it on the console, they can only work with what what. Uh, specs that the console has and it's always going to be outdated specs because the console is old so unless the the, the console manufacturers start putting out yearly consoles it's always going to be outdated so you know i mean this is this is going to happen um and i mean yeah i mean it i don't know like it's just it's we've seen it happen with watchdogs you know it's nothing new like this is this, this happens you know um, and I, I don't think the game looks bad. Like from what I've seen, I don't think the the version that you have on PS4, I don't think it looks bad. Uh, the only thing I would say personally is give me a PC version of this game. Like I would love to have the PC version. Like they need to do that. Like they need to release this on PC because I that would be amazing. But yeah, um, I, I just I don't know. Like what more can you expect? It's PS4. You know, I mean, I don't know what it's like on the PS4 Pro, whether it's uh, super enhanced or anything i would assume that it looks somewhat better than the normal ps4 version but i mean it still looks good to me i mean what do you think rich so i i i i am playing on the base playstation 4 i don't don't have a playstation 4 pro um i did see a lot of the videos that the claims that the people kept talking about the uh, the puddles, puddle gate, if you will, all this other type of stuff, and the comparison of, of of images. And I know that Insomniac has come out and said, "Well, the image does change because of the lighting and all this other stuff." It's a whole bunch of other stuff that maybe may not make sense to a lot of people because they're talking from a technical standpoint. Um, I I I, I will say this: the, the game looks great. You know, I mean. I don't. I don't really analyze uh, these videos like everyone else else out here because they're looking at the older footage. I think obviously sometimes a lot of these games do change over time. Um, we know Watch Dogs. This was a game that definitely changed significantly changed from what we saw. 
Um, there's a long list of, of games that you can say absolutely have changed. But what I have seen of this game, game looks fantastic. So, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't really know what people are talking about as far as overanalyzing a lot of this other stuff. The only issue I have is that a lot of people, they will see these screenshots and they will instantly come back and say, well, now I'm not going to get the game. Because I, I saw these conversations on Twitter and I laughed where there were people that were saying, oh, I'm not, I pre-ordered the game, now I'm going to cancel it because I looked in, because I, I heard what someone said, I looked at an image and then that was it. And I think that's a little ridiculous. Now, when it gets to that point, it doesn't make any kind of sense because I think everyone should have their own point of view. I think anyone and everyone should play a game and then determine how they feel about it. I'm not saying you look at what someone else says about the game when you haven't played it and then jump to that conclusion because I feel a lot of people did that. But um, I just think overall, when you see how much detail went into creating the actual world, when you see all of the stuff that Insomniac did with, with the game, I think a lot of people are going to, for the most part, they won't really have any criticisms regarding the way that it looks. They can pre-critique other other aspects of it, but the way it looks is, I don't really have any issues with that. Um, part of me wants to really go back and see what people were complaining about, but I already saw this, the screenshots, and I have to tell you, when I got to those certain parts in the game, it looked pretty much the same. It, di it didn't look so dramatically different like that screenshot showed. So I don't really understand what they were complaining about. Um, but again, I don't really know how it looks on PlayStation 4 Pro because, again, I'm playing on the base PlayStation 4. So I don't have a 4K TV. Maybe they could see more detailed stuff that I couldn't see because they have the latest uh, TV or whatever. I, I don't know. But um, graphically, the game looks fantastic, in my personal opinion. Um, it, it, so much... Like, like if you if you've seen Insomniac games that they've done in you know Sunset Overdrive, I, I love that game. That was a fantastic game. It looks great, also. But with this game, I, visually, it looks good to me. I, I didn't have any issues with it. Um, yeah, but, well, I, mean, we'll, I think we'll we're, we're at a point where gamers are just so spoiled nowadays. It's like I don't understand why people even complain about graphics anymore because literally every game out there looks good now. Like. Do you, do you remember a time where games were pixelated and characters looked like square blocks and, you know, like it was polygons at one point and like we've come so far and now every game looks photorealistic, like every game has good graphics, you know, and now people are, uh, you know, concerning themselves with the, the density of the, of the pixels, like it's, <laughs> why, why are people getting so like technical with this stuff like you know like i mean if it looks good it looks good like to be honest with you performance matters more than the actual graphics at this point like if yeah. if the game you know the, the how many frames per second the game is running out and things like that those, those matter more than the actual graphics and the, the the pixel detail the pixel density and stuff because every game looks amazing now like so who cares like whether it has less pixels than what's showing in the trailers, you know, like as long as the game still looks good and it runs good and, you know, you're getting the experience you expected story-wise and content-wise, then what is there to complain about? Yeah. 
Like people just want to find stuff to complain about. So I I, 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 I agree with that a hundred percent. I do understand that there will be some people that will complain about a lot of things, but I also think that you made the point that you that you made earlier about if anyone is complaining about anything on consoles, there is an alternative to this, which is PC. We have already said multiple times PC is the best way to play a lot of games. Um, this game is not going to be on PC. It's only on PlayStation 4. So in terms of what the PlayStation 4 is able to do, I, I think it does a pretty a pretty great job at, at what it has to offer. Again, I haven't seen the game on PlayStation 4 Pro, so it definitely can perform somewhat better and even look better. It is possible. And also, if you have a 4K TV, then yeah, a lot of this stuff is going to stand out more to you. But for me playing on just a standard PlayStation 4, the game looks great to me. I didn't notice any of these issues. And then again, when you see all that they've done with the game, how immersive the world is and everything, I think when you get pulled into that, that actually is going to be part of the gameplay experience as well. So people should take that into account. But the main thing I'm going to say is the people that are complaining about, oh, it's downgraded in my opinion, so I'm going to not pre-order the game. These people need to actually play the game and then form their own opinion. Don't look at what everyone else is saying or what one or a few other people are saying, because we already know that this started with a few people saying something. And then after that, everyone jumped onto it and it was like, oh, yeah, but no, they need to actually play the game, see what it has to offer. And then if you want to critique it, then you can do so or could do it as you're playing. it. Don't go based off of what others are saying and be like, oh, no. This game is horrible because it, it, it's no, it's th- that they'll be totally off base if they made that that uh th- these th- these types of statements. Yeah, and you know you you mentioned you, like you, you said it yourself like you know there is another option there's PC if you if you generally care about gra- the graphical detail that much you like all those people that were complaining you better own a gaming PC if you if you care about <laughs> graphics. If you care about graphics to that level, like you better own a gaming PC because I, I don't understand why you're complaining if you don't. So, oh, oh no, no, they, I'm pretty sure that some of the people complaining they own an Xbox One X. Um, and we do know Xbox One X does have some performance uh enhancements over PlayStation 4 Pro, but the game is not on Xbox One X, so that's another reason why they complain because it's not coming to Xbox. It's only on PlayStation 4. I don't want to buy a PlayStation 4 for this game, so they could be complaining about that also. <laughs> yeah. Huh? We'll see. We'll see. But um, any other questions in regards to Spider-Man and the whole situation that you wanted to ask me about? Uh, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, the game comes out next week, so I mean, I'll I'll be looking forward to checking out and seeing for myself what all the fuss is about. So, uh, I mean, that's that's pretty much it for now. And I'll be looking forward to your review as well. So, well, yeah, uh, yeah, my review will be going up on Tuesday. Uh, I like I said, I, I will admit right now, I will talk about more stuff, but I, there's certain aspects I don't want to talk about. I do think the story in particular, it is very important that you experience the story for yourself. So I will not be like these people out here that are going to do spoiled stuff. I will not say anything on that, but definitely look forward to the review on Tuesday to give you a better idea as to what to expect from the overall product. Yeah. And uh, finally, let's go 
to the main topic for this discussion. Uh, and I, I'm very curious to get your input on this because I actually saw this video during E3. Um, Max Muller and I, we saw the actual gameplay demo before anyone else saw it. Well, there was some people that did get that invite that did see it during E3. But, of course, CD Projekt Red, they finally showed the gameplay reveal footage for Cyberpunk 2077 earlier this week. Um, And before we get into what was said on that particular stream, first I want to get your initial impressions. What did you think of what you saw? Was you impressed or what didn't you like about what they showed in that presentation? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I didn't watch the whole thing. It was 40 minutes long, and uh, it's, it's it's really hard to just find 40 minutes to, to watch something like that these days. But, you know, for me, but um, I, I watched maybe like 10 minutes and I was already sold. Like I was sold at like, you know, probably three minutes in, to be honest with you. Like this is my type of game. Um, I already know what CD Projekt can do. I love The Witcher. Um, and you know, I, I already respect them. They're one of my favorite studios. Um, and I already know this is going to be great, to be honest. Like, uh, and you know, the, I love the whole cyberpunk setting. I read a lot of cyberpunk books. Um, and you know, I, I just, I love the presentation of it all. And it, it seems like it's going to be a pretty incredible game. Um, and you know, I, I just love the whole aspect of creating your character, your, unique character and then you know being able to just hop out in the world and do different things and i like how uh you know even from the different uh jackets that you wear they give you different uh stat bonuses and things like that like it's a real rpg and uh, that's what i'm into so i'm already sold on the game i don't need to watch the entire 40 minutes i already know i want this um and i trust cd project uh, now, one thing I, I do want to touch on is because I know there's a lot of talk about it being first person. And uh, I mean, they explain why they want it to be fully immersive. You know, uh, they want you to be fully immersed in the world. And I can understand that, you know. Uh, I mean, we know them for making third person games with The Witcher. But I think for this style of game, first person really does suit it because, I mean, it's more of a... Uh, technical sci-fi uh hacker type of game um and if you're hacking you probably want to be close up to the some of the stuff you're interacting with in the game like you want to have a full view of everything like let's say for example you have to hack a device or something you know or you have to uh, hack a keypad or uh a, a, an access portal or something to get into a room you want that viewpoint like you want to be you want to be able to fully see the thing so that you can, you know, uh, do what you need to do to hack into it. For example, you know, like you have to kind of have that field of view, I think for this kind of game. Um, now a lot of people were saying, Oh, but you can create a cool looking character, but you can't even see them. And I understand that, you know, like some people like to put a lot of detail into their created characters and stuff. And it's a shame that you can't always see them unless like there's a mirror or a cutscene or something, but I mean, at least there is the cutscene, you know. So you are going to be able to see them at some point. But I think I think this is best for this game. Um, and if you look at games like Deus Ex, you know, that's a similar kind of style game uh, where you're hacking things and it's kind of that cyberpunk setting as well. 
um, it works for that game, you know, and, and I can understand why that game takes that point of view. Um, and people were saying also, like, why can't you switch like in Bethesda games? To be honest with you, in games like Fallout and the Elder Scrolls, the third person view isn't that great, to be honest. Like, I mean, it's, it's pretty standard. Like you, if you just want to pop out, like if you're in first person and you want to pop out just to get a better look of things around you and see what your character's wearing and stuff, that's cool. But to play the entire game, like a Fallout or an Elder Scrolls, to play the entire game in third person, it's actually really hard, especially when you're in combat. Like it's, it's not easy to do. Um, and it's just, easier and a lot more smoother to do in first person so i can understand why they went with that viewpoint i mean they did a, they did great things with the witcher and but that's a fantasy game you know it's, it's different this is cyberpunk and it's a different game and they did what's best for for this game you know and i trust them with that so i don't have a problem with it being first person um and to be honest with you the way the game is looking i feel like this is going to be one of the most immersive kind of story experiences since, you know, Mass Effect. Like, you, you remember that feeling you had when you played Mass Effect for the first time? You were just completely immersed, like, right away. You were like, wow, I'm I'm fully in control of this character, like, and, and this narrative right now. Like, I think you're going to get that feel from this game. Um, and that's what I'm excited for. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. I, I, I would say that those are some, some great thoughts overall. Um, one thing I did want to say about this, this game is that I, I, did, I do know that there were a lot of people that were concerned about the first-person view. Uh, when Max and I saw this at you know E3, we absolutely were blown away. Um, so I, I wasn't really concerned about that. They did have a sequence also where you're driving, which was cool. Um I, 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 I didn't have any issues with the actual gameplay reveal. Uh, I, I think um, the main thing is that I was a little surprised that they went on ahead and they showed it because as we've seen in the past with The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, we went to E3 one time and we saw behind closed door footage of the game and then they didn't reveal that footage until maybe a year later to, to everyone, for everyone to see. So to know that they would just straight up re- revealed it, uh, you know, this is right after Gamescom, I believe. I was like, well, wow, why, why, why didn't they wait to hold? Why, why didn't they just wait to release this at a later time? So, I'm curious about that. But the game overall looks fantastic. I also like the setting. I received a lot of texts uh, after the video came out. People telling me, man, this game looks awesome. Yeah, it, it looks fantastic. So, looking forward to learning more about it. Now, the question I have, though, like, we have to address this because they've made it very clear. When they released the footage, there was a disclaimer that said that this is how the game looks in its current state, but it can change later. And as we've already mentioned, people are comparing Spider-Man, how the footage looked before to how it looks now based on the images, so on and so forth. So I wanted to ask the question, even though CD Projekt Red has come out and said, this is how the game looks now, it may change, do you believe that if the game goes through any changes, that people are going to now come out and say, well, this has also been downgraded? Probably. I mean, judging how 
ignorant people act. You know, I think there are going to be complaints. And I, I, I truly do think that there is going to be some optimization needed to put this game on the PS4 and the Xbox. Like, they're going to have to optimize it to some level. Now, I'm not saying they're going to make huge changes or they're going to significantly downgrade the graphics. That's not what I'm saying. But they are going to make optimizations so that it runs, you know, because performance is the most important thing, like I was saying. Like, we already know the game is graphically amazing. But performance is the key thing. So they're going to have to optimize it so that the performance on each console is at its best. And to to get that performance just right, you're going to have to maybe, you know, turn down just certain textures, just small textures, like just basically downgrading them to maybe a couple megabytes or something, you know, like it's just small tweaks, basically. Like, I don't think they're going to have to significantly change it, but just small tweaks just to make the performance better. Now, once again, I do want to say that if you want to experience this game at its best, get yourself a gaming PC, get yourself one of the new NVIDIA models, you know, since you, you, you guys complaining about graphics, you must be rich, you know, because you, you can afford to, to argue on the internet all day. So um, I, would, I would suggest you get the latest NVIDIA graphics card, you know, which is going to cost you a grand and, you know, get yourself a 4K TV. And then buy the game and play it that way. And then you'll be playing it at its full, you know, full spec, how, you know, it's full maximum potential. And then you won't have anything else to complain about and you'll live a happy life and you'll live till you're a hundred, 103 or something. So that's what I would advise all those people who are going to complain to do. You know, if you are going to complain, just go ahead and do that, you know? Uh, But for us gamers who are, you know, uh, more understanding and more willing to compromise and you know everything like that you know the game already looks amazing so i'm I'm not going to complain like i'm going to get it and i'm going to play it on whatever graphics card i happen to have either you know i might have a 1070 or a 1080 at that time so and i'm going to sit down and i'm going to enjoy the game so there you go yeah, and, and and I have to wonder to myself, and and we have to clarify this just so everybody knows. No, Nvidia did not pay you to say any of that information. So <laughs> let's make, make that very clear. You know, this is the coalition. This is an independent, uh, you know, website thing here. So we ain't getting money like that. Yeah, um, Nvidia, call me though. <laughs> absolutely. Um, one 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 other quick thing I, I did want to add too was that. This, this game may not even be coming out this generation. You know, I mean, it, it's very likely that this game will come out at the, the start of next generation, which is maybe going to be within the next two years. I mean, the fact that CD Projekt Red would show this footage, though, it, it makes me very curious as to why they would show this footage um, when clearly it says that this could change later. So um, I'm, I'm very curious to see... When we get a release date, I, I, I personally am not expecting this game to come out maybe until 2020 or 2021 at the absolute latest. I definitely don't see it coming out next year, but... Uh, well... We'll, well, actually, didn't we did speak in the past. Didn't they have... Uh, they have a game coming out in 2019 and 2020, correct? Yeah. Let's talk about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's coming out next year because... And I say that because... I saw an article, I can't remember if it was this week or last week, but I saw an article that said um, there is a version of Cyberpunk 2077 
that it, you can you can play it completely from start to finish at the CD Projekt office right now. Like, whoa, 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 okay, uh oh. You can play it in full, like the entire game. So, I think it's coming out next year. Like, if they're if they're <laughs> if they're that far ahead. Okay. So I, I, my guess is they're probably just beta, like they're probably bug testing the game at this point, um, and I, I think it's ready to go next year. So I'm gonna say 2019. Interesting. Okay. Hey, if that's the case, I'm looking forward to it. You know, just uh, make sure it comes out at a time where they're going to have any other competition. Uh, Pretty much later next year is a great time because the early start of of 2019 is there's a lot of stuff coming out that we know February and March. But, yeah, that sounds great if that's the case. that, That sounds fantastic. I can't wait to learn more about it. So maybe E3... 2019, we'll get a uh, we'll go to another presentation and we'll get copies of the game like we did with Witcher Three. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna have to go to E3. I definitely go pull up <laughs> next year. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So, um, any any other thoughts on Cyberpunk 27, 2077 or any other topics before we wrap up today's show? Uh, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that concludes our show for today. Um, just a couple of quick notes. Uh, as I've already mentioned, you know, I will have my Spider-Man review on the website Tuesday, September 4th. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we also have a lot of other things that are in the works. Can't really talk too much about it. Uh, I will talk a lot about the other game that I'm playing next week, though, because I should be able to say something on that by that time. But um, thank you all for watching. I want to give a shout out to uh, all the Patreon supporters, uh, as well as those that are watching live or listening to the show later. We appreciate your continued support. want to give a shout out to everybody on staff, Mr. Jake James Lugo, uh, Max Muller, Tatiana, Dana. Give a shout out to all of them. Uh, They do have stuff they're working on, so make sure you stay tuned for that because it is going to be on the site. Uh, a lot of stuff started next week. Um, and uh, Gary, the floor is now yours for shout outs. Yep. So I want to give a big shout to our Patreon supporters. That's M. Collins, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, and Antonio Rogers. We thank you very much for your support. And we are working on, you know, some extra stuff to put up on the Patreon, hopefully soon. And, you know, we, we just did a batch of giveaways and there will be more giveaways in the future. So uh, stay tuned for more information on that. And yeah, uh, shouts to everyone else who listens to the show after we record and everything. Everyone who joins us in the chat and shouts to everyone on the staff, you know, Tatiana, Dana, JJ, uh, you know, Max, Tony and the entire Throwdown crew as well. You know, big shouts to everyone uh, associated with the coalition. So. Absolutely. Uh, pretty much it. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. And let me do one final shout-out I, I got to give. I want to give a very special shout-out to 2K because I understand that they had a launch event this past week for NBA 2K19, and nobody got the game at the launch event. So maybe they need to rethink <laughs> what the point of having a launch event is if you're not going to give out a game. But I had to give him a shout out because I thought that was absolutely ludicrous. Oh, but uh yeah. it is what it is. Yes. 
Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's wild. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, we gotta have a conversation about that off air. But yeah, yeah, so that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to you all next week. Have a good weekend. See ya.